Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, Lord, that we can go through the waters and not drown, that we can be in the fire but not be burned. People can turn their backs against us, but you are with us. Man, just be encouraged this morning that he is with you. You may feel alone, but I want you to know that God is with you today and you can be encouraged with that, amen? Amen, so good. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time in this place? Yes. Hey, why don't you you high five about three people next to you? Tell them that it's good to see them. Tell them happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, continue to let them know. Man, we love our mamas, don't we? Come on, just is it just me? I said we love our mamas, don't we? Yeah, yeah, buddy. And uh, man, we we love that we we get to. Uh, man, I I, I sent I sent something to my mom last night because Sundays get a little hectic to us uh, for us. And uh, so I made sure I put my obligatory Facebook post out there last night. And, uh, and then I'll talk to my mom a little bit later today. But uh, I'm thankful for my mom. And I'm thankful for my wife, who is uh, going to be speaking this morning. Come on. And, uh, man, I'm so thankful for her uh, because she not only is an amazing wife, but she's an amazing mom to our two kids. Um, some may say we have three because of me, uh, and even four because we got a new dog. And so uh, how many know if you got a new dog, there's, man, you know, it's another um, mouth to feed. And messes to clean up. Come on, somebody. And so, uh, man, I'm so I'm just so thankful for her. The just the sacrifice that she gives day in and day out. The the hours that she puts in taking care of our family and our kids and getting uh, getting kids to and from. Uh, if you if you're a mama, you you know how that is. Uh, you maybe you're taking kids to and from. You may uh, be working eight ten hours a day and coming home and making dinner and all those things. Like like I get it. Like we've been there, kind of different seasons of our lives. And uh, moms, you play such an important role, uh, a necessary role uh, for us uh, in your family, but also in our in our world. And uh, we we want you to know we're, we honor you today. We honor you today. Man, I hope I hope today that you feel you feel just a little bit extra special today, that you feel a little bit just extra love today, and uh, as you leave today, we want you to make sure you get one of those succulents if you haven't got one of those yet, uh, just as a small way of us honoring you and saying thank you, uh, just for being you, not, not for what you do, just for who you are. We, 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 we thank you and honor you for who you are, and uh, if you never... If you never wiped another nose, if you never cleaned another bathroom, if you never cooked another dish, if you never took a kid to another baseball game or whatever, thank you for who you are. And so I want to honor my wife today 
as she comes to speak. Would you put your hands together for the one, the only, come on, Kristen. Come on, y'all give it up for my wife. So good. So good. All right, y'all get ready. All right. What is up? I have all kinds of things here because that's what we do, right, moms? We have all kinds of bags and things and such. So let me get situated really quick. I am so excited to speak to you guys today. I actually, whenever I was preparing for this, I was like, okay, Lord, um, I'm speaking to moms today, but, you know, there's also a few guys in here. Dudes, are y'all in here today? What's up? Yeah? All right, there you go. Hoorah. Some Marines. Okay. All right, so I'm super excited today. So not only do I believe that you are here by divine appointment from God, but um, whether you're um, a mom, uh, you're not a mom, you're a father, you're a guy, whatever, I believe that God has something for you today. So super excited to bring this message to you. Um, and also, I'm just, where, where's Pastor Rodriguez? Um, I just want to say I'm thankful for you, and not to get all mushy and awkward, because that's just weird, but, um, but I'm thankful. He's not only my husband, but he's my pastor. So he pastors this church, but he also pastors our home and our family. And I love what I love about him is he raises up leaders, and not just in this church, but in our home. And that to me speaks a million times more than anything is that he raises up leaders. And I'm thankful for a pastor that gives women a voice in the church because I think for far too long, um, women just haven't had a voice in faith in the church. So I'm super thankful for a man of God that would give women a voice in the church. Aren't y'all thankful for that this morning? Put your hands together. Love you, Pastor Welby. Thank you for trusting me once again with a mic. Appreciate that because you got a lot coming to you, brother. Um, so I just want to say moms of all seasons of life, today can be a really exciting, fun day. You know, you don't have to put the kids to bed. Hopefully dads, you know, here's a lesson. You don't have to put the kids to bed. You don't have to clean dishes right today. Um, but sometimes Mother's Day can be really hard for those that maybe have struggled through infertility or those that have lost their moms. So I just want to say in all seasons of life, moms, to those that gave birth for the first time this year, we celebrate with you. To those pregnant with new life, we're so excited with you. Moms at home in the trenches, wiping the nose and changing the diapers and uh, just with your kids every day, we need you. We love you. We appreciate you. To those who have lost a child or you've had a failed pregnancy, we grieve with you. For those that ha maybe have an empty nest coming up soon, we celebrate with you, right? Because you're going to move all the exercise equipment into their room as soon as they hit the door. I know it. So we celebrate with you. To step-parents who love your kids so well, um, we say thank you. We love you. Um, to mothers in each unique season, we celebrate you, and we want you to know that you're loved and you're celebrated today. So welcome to Hope Rising. Can we give it up one more time for all of our mamas? You're amazing. Couldn't do without you. So in preparing today, I kept coming to the one thought that sometimes moms are overlooked. Am I right? You sometimes don't get noticed. You don't get appreciated. And, you know, maybe you're scrubbing dishes behind the sink and you're like, yeah, I'll scrub your face. Just come in here and help me. No, you don't ever do that. But, you know, uh, just sometimes in general. 
Um, so I kept on coming across the thought, sometimes moms are overlooked. Like, for instance, when you have a new baby or when you have a, a little chubby baby, when they get those, you know, thigh rolls and stuff, uh, you get the oh, hey greeting. Have you all ever had this happen? Like, whenever you walk into, you know, your friend's house or you're visiting your mom and you walk in the door and, and you're holding your baby and they're like, oh, look at her rolls. Look at those thighs. I just want to eat them. And I'm like, give me a break. I just had a baby. Oh, the baby, right. Um, so, yeah, your baby's so cute. And they're like, oh, hey, Kristen. Well, fine. Sometimes we're overlooked, right? Or like when your emotions are kind of overlooked, moms. I remember one time I was um, sitting at the table. I just had a rough day. And, and I think I was even crying. Like my face was red. My eyes were bloodshot. It was just sobbing. I just was having a day. You know, you've had those days. And up comes my sweet little four-year-old son, and he leans in real close. Oh, hey, mama. When you're done here, can you come wipe my butt after I'm done pooping? And I'm like, sure. I'm about to fall apart. I need a counselor, and I need a blue tub of Bluebell and, you know, some Downton Abbey, and sure, I can come wipe your butt. No problem. So sometimes our emotions are overlooked. Or... You know, things you do get overlooked sometimes, mamas. Like, there's this urban legend that if a kid enters a shower without a towel and the kid screams, mom, three times really loud, it's magical. A lady nicely dressed prepares or comes with a freshly prepared towel right to that child. It's magical. So it's an urban legend. It's magical. So, um, being a mom really is magical. In fact, it is a fairy tale, you know, just in reverse. So like you start out at a beautiful ball with a beautiful gown, and then the end of your fairy tale, you're in tattered rags and serving other people, right? So it's a fairy tale, just reverse. So no matter where you're at, if you're overlooked, mamas, uh, we celebrate you today and we love you. So I'm, I'm even more excited today because it kicks off our She Said series. And so um, we're going to be talking about uh, life hacks from women of the Bible. So if you've seen like the Pinterest hacks or, you know, you're, I don't know what men do. What do y'all do? Google? They Google. Um, so when you're on the Google and you have life hacks there. So we're going to learn life hacks from women of the Bible. And I'm going to kick it off today. And Pastor Elby is going to come back next week and dive more into this series, series because there's some amazing things that women of the Bible have done. And we have a lot to learn from them. So I thought today, since Mother's Day, you know, moms are often overlooked with our theme. Uh, we'll take a few women of the Bible and that play a significant role that have often been overlooked, but they play a role in major events in history and miracles in the Bible. So today's message I've titled Unsung Sheroes. Unsung Sheroes. So since your girl likes to break it down, we're going to break down these words. I know. I'm, just bear with me. Let's, let's, let's keep going. We're going to have fun. Um, unsung Sheroes. So unsung is not celebrated or praised. A shiro is a woman admired or idealized for her courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. She is a heroine. Not like the bad, bad stuff, but like she's a hero, right? She's a hero. So the big idea I want to present to you today is although you may not get praise from others and you're often overlooked, you are to be admired for your courage and your amazing contribution to this world around you. 
So our first unsung shiro from the Bible that we're going to talk about comes from the story of Moses in Exodus chapter 1. Um, if you're not familiar with Moses, he's the guy, the Ten Commandments guy. He's the parting of the Red Sea guy. And he's also, you know, the guy that led all of Israel out of Egypt to freedom. So he's kind of a big deal in the Old Testament, right? If you don't know who Moses is, if you're not a Bible person, that's who Moses is. He's a really big part of history, of faith. And so that's Moses. Um, so to set up the story of Moses, I want to share with you a bit of historical context. Now, if you'll bear with me, we're going to have um, a lot of scripture today, but I want you just to dive in because y'all, the Bible, I don't know if you've read it lately, but it's like Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus. That's scandalous. Y'all should go home and read it. It's like, you think Fifty Shades is scandalous? This stuff is scandalous, but it's cool because you learn a lot. So Read your Bible, like Pastor Welby said a couple weeks ago. The Bible's amazing. So a little bit of scripture set up for the story of Moses. So the Israelites are God cho God's chosen people, right? So the Israelites were brought into the land of Egypt because of Joseph. They were in Canaan, but they came to Egypt because of Joseph. If y'all are not familiar with him, Joseph is the big dreamer, and he had the brothers that were jealous. They threw him in a pit, um, left him for dead. But Joseph was faithful to God, and so God raised him up. So he grew up, and he was in second of command of all of Egypt. This is like Game of Thrones, y'all. So we're going to talk about kings and stuff, so it's going to be really fun. Um, so God raised him up to be second of command in all of Egypt, and he actually helped save all of Egypt, millions of people from famine. So this is Joseph. So all of Joseph's family, uh, or the king is really pleased with Joseph, so uh, the king says, Joseph, why don't you move your entire family? Just take them out of Canaan, pluck them and put them here in Egypt because, you know, we want to honor you. We want to honor your family. So that's what he does. The king says, look, you don't even have to provide, like uh, bring your belongings. We'll provide it. They can use our land, our resources, and we want your people to flourish here. So they did. The Bible says the Israelites flourished in the land of Egypt. So years later, the king in Joseph's day, he passes away. And now a new king sits on the throne. And he knows nothing about Joseph or what he did, how he saved the entire planet. Nobody remembers Joseph. And so this king, the new king, begins to despise the Israelites. And the Bible says they had much power and filled the land and they grew and they prospered. So this king, he was a little afraid that his kingdom was about to be overtaken by these foreigners, these Israelites that were in the land. But the Bible also says um, the more they oppressed the Israelites, the more they grew. So this king made the Israelites slaves in the land of Egypt. So the king, because he despises these God's chosen people that are in his land, he decides to set a decree to start killing every firstborn Israelite son. And he tells, in fact, these two Hebrew midwives something disturbing. And I want you to go ahead and open up your Bibles with me. Go ahead and turn them on, flip them open. I've got my like handy, dam handy dandy, I can't talk, handy dandy women's devotional Bible. Um, it's a little tattered and torn, but um, I've got that here. So go ahead and open up your, your word with me to Exodus 1. 
Exodus chapter 1, verse 15. And we're going to read from the Bible. So go ahead and join with me. Exodus chapter 1. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shifra and Puah, when you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it's a boy, kill him. If it's a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? The midwives answered, Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. Yeah, they're vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So God was kind to the midwives and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. So from this text, we will pull our first unsung sheroes out. And it's Shifra and Puah, the Hebrew midwives. How do you like those names? Any, any takers? Shifra and Puah. So these brave women, they stood in the face of danger. They went against culture because they feared God. So what can we learn from Shifra and Puah besides what to name your next children? What can we learn from them from this instance in this story? The first thing is be fearless. And this spoke to me because this is something that I deal with is I'm fearful. I'm not always confident. And um, I don't know if you know this, but like the number one fear in the world is public speaking. So um, if y'all can help me out. No, I'm just kidding. But um, fear, be fearless. You in today's culture can be just like these two women. With the power of God inside of you, you can stand up and face our culture and you can say, no, I am going to parent my child to serve and love the Lord, even though the culture may say differently. You can be fearless. I love what Nelson Mandela said. He said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the ability to triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Joshua 1.9 says this, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Fearless doesn't mean that there will be nothing fearful that we have to face. It just means by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you, you can face whatever comes with confidence and hope. Not in yourself, but in the God who holds it all together. So I begin to think, what does fear look like in today's society? Because it's a little different than um, Shifra and Pua's day, right? So what is like hashtag real talk fear look like, right? For us moms, even us dads, or if you're not a parent, just everybody. You know, I think it, it goes far beyond like, something happening to us or something happening to our kids. I think fear creeps in, and sometimes it looks like us comparing to other moms, us measuring up to other people or other families. I think fear creeps in whenever I step into Target, and it's, it's like you need to buy everything for your kids or you're going to look inadequate whenever they go to school. That's real fear, right? Like you have to buy everything. And then like $700 later, I'm like, I just came for toothpaste. I don't even know what happened. So even though that's silly, I really think we all struggle with that. 
Fear is, is gripping and it's paralyzing. And the two things that steal our joy in motherhood or in life is comparison and fear. And so we can live fearless. We don't have to live like that. What does the Bible say about fear? Let's check it out. Psalms 91 says this, and I'm going to read the whole thing because it just, man, I, I heard this. I was listening to the Bible one day, and I heard this, and I was like, you know what? Man, this has to get in me because this is the God that we serve. He is fearless. He is a conqueror, okay? Psalms 91, uh, verse 1 says this. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my peace, and my safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. You do not need to dread disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you don't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and, super, and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer and I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. That's the God that we serve. He is fearless. And you know what? Yes, give him a praise. <laughs> you know what? Whenever you wake up or whenever you're going through something, and anxiety grips you and fear grips you, you take out this scripture and you say, no, no, this is my God. I may not have it within me and the power within me, but he created it all. This is our God. So I wanted to share a little story with you. I was driving through the storm on Thursday night. Um, I'd been to Jamie's house and uh, Jamie actually put together the succulent booth and the photo booth. Can we just give it up for Jamie? Man, you're amazing. We honor you. You're amazing. Oh, she's just so talented. And she loves people and she's so sweet. We love you, Jamie. Um, so I was driving from her house and it was daylight. And all of a sudden, uh, if you, do you remember Thursday night? What happened? Like the sky went black like that. And it was like, oh, it ain't nighttime yet, but okay. So the sky went black and, and I'm driving and I don't like to drive in the rain. I don't know if you do, but it's not my fave. And so I was driving in the rain and like the, the raindrops are like the size of elephants. It's just big. And then there's like the lightning, the bright lightning scariness. And I'm driving and it feels like it's in my front seat with me. And I'm like, oh gosh. And so my daughter's freaking out. She's a little bit afraid. And so, and I'll, I'll just be honest, inside I was so afraid. I was so fearful. And since I'm the adult in this situation and I'm like the mom, my two kids are there, I'm trying to like hold it together. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. We're going to get home. It's going to be great. So I was, I remember sitting at a stoplight. We're so close to home 
and I was praying, and I just said, I was like, God, you have to protect us. Like, like you're not done with me yet, right, God? Um, I Lightning, I've heard this. It hurts people. So you're not done with me, right? And you know what? God spoke to me right then at the stoplight, and he said, Kristen, who do you think created the rain? Who do you think tells the lightning where it should strike? Don't you think I'm going to take care of you and your kids? And man, after I got slapped around like that, I was like, okay, Lord. (laughs) So after that, I was like, man, you're right, God. (laughs) Go figure. You're right. You see, it's really easy to be afraid in the storm. I think that's our natural tendency is to be afraid in the storm. But when God reminded me of that, my demeanor changed. I got a boldness. I was like, I straightened up in my seat. You know, I put both hands on the wheel. I was like, you know what? I drove home and you know what I said? I said, bring on the rain. Bring on the rain. Except for Kingwood. Sorry, guys. But (laughs) no more rain for you guys. But over here, bring on the rain. In your life, you can stand up when you face fear, when you face a storm, and with God reminding you, I created it all. You can say, you know what? Bring on the rain because I'm standing fearless before my creator. Bring on the rain. So this week, when you have something that happens, when your kid is spouting off and you're just fixing to come unglued, you just say, you know what? Bring on the rain (laughs) and he will be with you. You can be fearless too. All right, let's go back to the story of Moses. So now we have these two baller shot caller midwives, right? It's like Wonder Woman meets Captain Marvel, and they're like, no babies are going to die on my watch. That's what they said. It's in the Bible, pretty sure. Let's go read it. There you go. What's the, is it Endgame? Is that the one? Have y'all seen this? Anyways, (laughs) yes. So yeah, these two midwives are amazing. So uh, that didn't work out so well. Pharaoh's like, well, none of the babies are dead because of these two ladies. So Pharaoh decides that killing the firstborn doesn't work. Then he orders every Hebrew boy to be thrown in the Nile River and killed. And the Bible says right about this time, a lady named Jochebed gets married and gives birth to a beautiful baby boy. And Jochebed sees that this little boy is special. Now, how many of you mamas, you have a kid and you're like, this one's special. Like, they're going places. Like, they're going to do some amazing things. I better, you know, get them trained up because they're special. And then how many of you mamas look at your other kids and you're like, ooh, this one's special. (laughs) In a weird way. None of our kids are like that, but, you know, just saying. They may be. Uh, So Jochebed, she knows her boy is special, so she has to hide him for three months. And this is the familiar part of the story where you may be like, oh, I I know what this is. And we'll start reading in Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. So go ahead and open up your Bible there. Exodus 2, chapter 1, and we're going to go ahead and read that. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that the child was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. 
His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket amongst the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses saying, I drew him out of the water. So this baby boy, who still remains nameless at this point, grows too big for his mom, Jochebed, to hide any longer. So she weaves a basket, waterproofs the thing, and puts it in the Nile River. And I'm going to show you a picture of some reeds on the Nile River. And um, you can't see that. Uh, these are reeds on the Nile River, like just to put it into perspective. Now, these are like modern day photos, so I'm not sure if it was like as built up, but that's pretty fierce. You know, you're putting your three-month-old in a basket in that. That's pretty scary. Side note, this is the very same river that uh, Pharaoh decreed all the baby boys to be killed in, so keep that in mind. So the plot thickens, right? The baby is crying and a lady finds him in the reeds along the river. That lady happens to be the king that hates the Israelites and all the babies. He's trying to kill them. Um, his daughter finds the baby in the reeds, but instead of killing him, she feels compassion for him. So she takes him in as her own. Then guess what? She sends for somebody to nurse the baby. And guess who gets it? Jacobed. The mama gets to take this baby in and nurse him. And she gets paid for it even better. She gets paid to nurse her own kid. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so when he's weaned, Pharaoh's daughter adopts him and gives him the name Moses. So we look at our second unsung Shiro. First we had the baller midwives, right? Now we have our second un unsung Shiro, Jochebed the mother of Moses. Can you imagine the government in your city is trying to kill your baby? So you do what any good mother would do. You hide your kids, you hide your wives, you hide everybody because everybody's getting thrown up in the Nile. Okay, you hide your kids. She hid her kid. So what can we learn from Jochebed besides that she has like bad, mad basket weaving skills? <laughs> what can we learn from this unsung Shiro. And I really felt like that we can learn from her to trust God. See, the mother of Moses had a choice. Do I give in to fear or do I trust God to take care of my child who is no doubt special and loved by him? But I think it went far beyond just, oh, I trust you, Lord, in a little prayer. She had some action steps with her decision to trust God. When she crafted that basket for her son to lay in, she chose to trust God. When she placed that basket in the reeds on the Nile River, she chose trust. With every decision, every action, she chose to climb the mountain of fear and step out 
into the unknown of trust. She chose to trust God. So let me ask you this today. Do you trust God? And I don't mean that like in a condemning way, like coming down on you. God's asked me that before. Like, this is all fine and great whenever you're reading it and whenever you're singing about it, but do you really, do you trust me? Do you trust me with your kids? Do you trust me with your marriage? Do you trust me with your finances? Do you trust me in every area? Do you trust me? And do you cope or do you trust? You see, with talking with people and and myself and I know that every person has a go-to of what they deal with hard times with. They have a go-to. And it varies from person to person. It's different. But my counselor said to me, he said, Kristen, the word cope shouldn't even be in your vocabulary. Because coping means to manage or survive or to scrape by in our own strength. See, we weren't created just to cope, just to survive, just to get by. You were created to conquer. You were created to thrive and be victorious by the power of Jesus Christ in your life. We do not cope. We have hope. Amen? We have hope. We don't have to cope any longer. So we have to train ourselves. It's a training thing. Where do I run? Who do I run to whenever times get tough and difficult? We need to learn to run to Jesus. Proverbs 3 Verse 5 says this. This is a message version. version. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst and your wine vats will brim over. Trust. Trust in him. We have to train ourselves to trust in him. So let's continue with the story of Moses. So he grows up and God has chosen him out of all the Israelites to lead his people out of Egypt. So God says, all right, you've been oppressed long enough. It's time to lead you into the land of promise. And Moses, I choose you. So Jochebed was right. Moses is special. God has chosen him. And the word Exodus, the, the um, chapter in the Bible called Exodus, it actually means a mass departure of people. And it's basically immigration. So these Israelites are migrating back to the land of Canaan. So Pharaoh doesn't like this. He doesn't like much, I guess. He doesn't like this. And he gathers an army, army to pursue them. And as the Israelites, as they are fleeing, they come to a really bad spot in the topography of the land. And that's a massive sea, and you may know it as the Red Sea. So the Israelites, they come to the sea, and they have like an oh crap moment, (laughs) like we're about to be slaughtered moment. And this is where we will pick up in Scripture. Exodus 14, 21. If you'll go ahead and read along with me there. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. 
Then the Egyptians of all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army and the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted the chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians in their chariots and charioteers. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hands over the sea and the water rushed back to its usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers. The entire army of Pharaoh, of all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived. So the same God that used a mom by the name of Jacobed to deliver Moses by the water in a river is the same God that used Moses to deliver his people by way of walking in the water. Did you know that Pharaoh's daughter named him Moses, which means I drew him from the water? You see this plan for Moses. God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your children and his great plans can be trusted. So that brings me to my third unsung shiro. And I'm most excited about this one because I believe this unsung shiro can change the world. This unsung shiro is you, is you mama, is you daddy, it's you. These women in the Bible, they're overlooked. You know, you don't hear messages preached about them until today. Um, you don't hear books about Shifra and Pua written. People's kids aren't named after them, thank God. <laughs> you know, they're quickly skimmed over by most of humanity. However, they play a really crucial role in this story, in the story of Moses. And they're a vital piece to God's plan. Like these unsung heroes in the Bible, you may be overlooked. You may feel insignificant like just a number, like you don't matter. But I'm telling you today, you are an unsung shiro. You were created for this very moment in time to live in the house that you live in, to have the personality that you have, and to do the things that God has only for you to do. So your story is not in the Bible. Your story is unwritten. That's exciting. Your story is unwritten. You were created with a purpose, and you're not overlooked in God's eyes. He is the God who sees you. From the beginning of time, all of creation and everything God does, he is whispering one thing. I want you. I want a relationship with you. And it echoes throughout the scriptures. Do you know what the Bible really is summed up pretty easy? The Bible is a manual on how to show us how to love God and how to have relationship with others. That's what the Bible is. It shows us how to have relationship with him and how to have relationship with others. And that's what he wants with you. He wants a relationship with you. So what is our challenge today? I love a good challenge. I love to be challenged. I love to learn, and I hope you do the same. But our challenge today, I really feel like, from these women in the Bible, from Moses, from this whole story, is to use 
your elements. The midwives and Jacobed, they had one thing in common. They used what they had. They used who they were and God's strategic positioning of them in this span of time to do their part for God's glory. They used the elements in their life to make a difference. And I want you to see this in the scripture, Exodus 14, 21. It says this, Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. God showed me something when I read this, and it jumped out at me, and it gripped my heart. God used the wind to divide the water. He showed me, Kristen, my actual hand didn't come down and part the waters. I used the elements. I used the wind to divide the water. And can I tell you that God will use the elements of your life that are often pushing against you, and maybe they seem to, to push you the wrong way, and, and maybe it's uncomfortable and, and all of this, but God is using those elements for his plan, for his purpose for you. We often think that maybe God will come down in physical form and he'll rescue me or, man, maybe he'll come mop my floors because my dog just tracked mud in, you know, or maybe he'll come down and slap around that person that was mean to my kid. Like, just slap him around a little bit, Lord. But since the beginning of time, the scripture shows us that he's never worked like that. And he doesn't work like that today. He uses the elements in your life that surround you to shape you and to do amazing things, miracles. And he uses those elements to help you care for those around you. So what are your elements? Let me ask you that. Your elements could be your personality. Maybe it's your giftings. Maybe it's your house. Like, Lord, use my house. Your passion for a certain thing, the thing that just, like, Something raises up inside of you. For me, it's kids that are abused. Man, something raises up inside of me, and I'm like, this ain't right. So whatever that is for you, this is not right, or I can do this. I can fix this. Whatever that element is inside of you, God put that there to shape you, to mold you. Whatever you have, whatever's in your past, your failure, he can use it to do amazing things in your life and to bless those around you. Use your elements. Whatever you have. Sometimes I'm like, God, I, I don't have much. <laughs> you know, I'm just a normal kid. I'm, I'm not anything special. And I just, I come to the Lord and I, you know, I'm not really anything special in particular. But he's like, that's, that's okay. All I need is your heart. All I need is your willingness. That passion that I've given you to help people. I'll use it. My daughter loves to bake. I believe God's going to use that in her one day. That passion that he put there, it's not just a crapshoot. <laughs> he put that there strategically. He designed you with your personality strategically for such a time as this. Use your elements. Use your elements, friends. So as we conclude today, as you live your life in the hood, whether it's motherhood or like literally the hood, we, we love it all. It's good. Choose to live fearless. 
like Shifra and Pua, choose to trust God like Jochebed did, and choose to allow God to use you and your elements in your life for a miracle like he did for Moses. And just like the unsung sheroes in our story today, your life matters. You're an unsung shero, and your story is still unwritten. The cool thing is you get to join with Christ and you get to write your story. You are the modern day unsung shero, handpicked by God for this very time in history. You can make a difference. Now I've had, I've talked to moms and you know, about the whole faith thing and then about raising their kids with faith. And, and a lot of times they're like, you know, my kids are teenagers or they're grown and, or they're a little bit older and I haven't done the faith thing with them. I haven't really brought them to church and I don't even know if I'm really right with this faith thing. And you know what I say? I say, today's your day. The best time to start believing in God, your relationship with God, to trust Him, to be fearless. The best time to start is now. It's today. So today is your day. That's right. Today is your day. So let's do that right now. If you would just bow your, bow your heads with me, close your eyes, just out of reverence for this moment. And if that's you, with all the heads bowed and eyes closed across this place, you say, that's me, Kristen. I want to ask Jesus into my heart and start this relationship with him today. I want to trust him, but I don't know him yet. I'm a little hesitant. I'm a little bit fearful, but I know that believing in God will help my life. If that's you today, you want to ask Jesus into your heart. If you would just go ahead, just between me and you, and just slip your hand up. All across this place, just slip your hand up if that's you today. Yes. If you raise your hand, would you just repeat this prayer after me? God, I want a fresh start today. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died for me. And I accept him into my life today. Come into my heart and make me like new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, would y'all put your hands together for those that gave their lives to Jesus today? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that he comes in and he makes you like new. What an awesome day. What an awesome day for you. I want to pray a special prayer over moms today. Maybe maybe you have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're, you're, you and God are cool. You're good. But you just need to go to your next step and, and you need to really trust him. You need to live fearless. Maybe you need a parent fearless because sometimes that can be fearful. I just want to pray for you and I want to pray for your kids. I want to pray for your home. And uh, so if you would, let's go ahead and do that. Bow your heads with me. Father, I thank you for every mom. I thank you for their sacrifice day in and day out. I thank you God, that when they're overlooked, God, that you see everything, Father. You see every tuck-in. You see every wiped nose. You see every diaper changed. You see the late-night talks 
um, for teenagers, God, for older kids. You see these parents, God, that, that put in blood, sweat, and tears to love their children well, God. Even when they don't know what to do, Father, you see them. And I pray just a special blessing on them, God. I pray today that they would feel celebrated, Lord, that they would know without a shadow of a doubt, God, that you have a purpose for them, that you have a plan for them, God, and your plan is to be trusted. God, I pray for fear right now, Lord, that's so gripping, it's so paralyzing, and it steals joy. Fear is the thief of joy, so I pray that you would just come against that in the name of Jesus. Every um, fear or anxiety, God, that, that these moms feel, that these dads feel, that these people feel, Lord, that you would comfort them, God, and that you would remind them that they are created by you and for you. And I thank you for moms today. Pray that you would bless them as they go, God. Help them with wisdom, God, beyond their years to raise these kids, God, that love and fear you. And I pray that we would be faithful to bring them to your house, Lord, so that they can hear the truth about your son and they can have relationship with others and be encouraged in their faith. And I just thank you for moms today. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Y'all give it up for Jesus. One more time. Did my wife do awesome? Come on. So good. Man, I just, I just believe that, that this is a, a voice uh, that, that you need to hear more of. And especially if you're a lady, it's a voice that I believe you need in your life. And I believe it's a voice that you need to get to know. Um, she'll love you. She'll laugh with you. She'll cry with you. She's so unassuming. She uh, just is an awesome lady. And so I just encourage you, if, if, if you don't have um, a relationship with my wife, I want to challenge you, ladies that are here, get to know her. And uh, I know she'd love to get to know you. And um, there's no, I want you to know, that, uh, I've been in churches before where there's kind of a separation between the stage and the seats. Where where you, you yeah, so that's, that's the pastor and that's the pastor's wife and, 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 you, and you, can't, you can't talk to us unless you're, you know, we got three security guards next to us or something like that. Um, I want you to know that, that we're, we're here to, to do life with you. And uh, if you need somebody in your life, she's an awesome lady to have in your life. And so, uh, so, so thankful for her. Just an amazing word today. Hey, if you gave your life to Jesus today, uh, I, I want to put a tool, I want to put a free resource in your hand. Uh, this is something that we just started subscribing to. I think it's amazing uh, because one of the things we're passionate about is, is helping you with your next step. And uh, I would love, if you, if you said, hey, I'm giving my life to Jesus today, I would love for you to text the word HOPE to this number on the screen behind me, 281-843-5180. Text the word HOPE to that number. And uh, we have a resource for you. It's free. Uh, you click the link, you set up your account uh, with Right Now Media, and it will help you with your next steps and with your relationship with the Lord as you begin this journey. Uh, we want to help you with your next steps. And, and just like us trying to help you and, and do that, we maybe your next step, maybe you're here today and you've been a part of our groups, but maybe your next step is helping us lead a group. 
We have a group's leader training that's going to be next Sunday at 5 at the Sefuentes house. And uh, man, I want to challenge you. If if you've been going to groups, but you're like, man, I think I, I, think I can lead one. This summer, we're going to have a six-week uh, time of groups. And uh, our semester, obviously, in summer is shorter uh, because of the season. Uh, but we'll have six weeks where you can lead a group. And it, it doesn't matter what that group is. Uh, we have free market groups. You, you, you might, you might want to do um, basket weaving as a group. Hey, cool, let's go. Let's do basket weaving, uh, and we can do that. Uh, so it doesn't matter. You might like to, to eat, and that's your group. Uh, you might want to do a Bible study. That's your group. Like, that's, man, we love it. We, we believe that no matter where you're at, your group should just be an overflow of your life and who you are. And so we want to encourage you uh, to be a part of that if you want to lead a group. And if, if, if not, man, I encourage you to, 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 in a few weeks, we'll sign up and man, get a part of a group. Let's continue to do life together. And hey, this, this morning, or this really this week, we've had, um, we've had a lot of rain. And I'm really thankful that this weekend has not been as bad uh, as as projected. And but Kingwood, Kingwood has gotten um, uh, really just hammered with rain, uh, especially earlier in the week. And there's just just massive flooding, massive issues everywhere. And one of the things our hearts and our passion is is, is to resource people. Whether it's, it's helping you with your next step or resourcing other churches. Um, I have pastor friends that, are, that have churches in that area. And they said, man, it reminds us of Harvey. I had pictures of, of houses that had mattresses and, and had furniture and carpet and, and sheetrock just laying out at the curb, just like we saw when Hurricane Harvey came. It was like Harvey all over again for some people. People who had just had just recovered from Harvey, really, and and now here is another time just like it. And so, my friends, these pastors of, of of ours have have been serving the community and have been have been buying resources and and whatever just whatever the need is, they've been making it happen for these these homes and these families, families that maybe don't even go to their church. They're just they're just being the hands and feet of Jesus. And I think sometimes. Sometimes we, we may not be able to go, but sometimes we can send other resources. And so uh, I wanna make this available to you. We don't, really, we don't really ask you a whole lot to give, uh, but I'm gonna ask you just to, to ask the Lord if he'd have you to give, just like we would anything else. And if he lays it on your heart, you can go to our website, myhoperising.co. And you can give towards that. We're gonna we're gonna be sending money to this evening uh, to these churches. You can choose flood relief. That will help us know that's where that that money needs to go. And we're gonna be giving this money to these churches to continue to help them resource um, the community of Kingwood because there's a lot of uh, we've had churches that have been displaced. Uh, I got I got buddies that are in that have having to have church in a different location today because their school is closed uh, because of the flooding. And so, uh, listen. We couldn't do what we do without you. Your generosity is unmatched. It's unparalleled uh, with the start of our church and, and where we're at. I'm telling you, we're blessed. And we're blessed because God has blessed you. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Next week, next week I'm coming. Um, I'm coming to you and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind next week at how much our church has given in the last five months, from January to now. 
will not blow your mind. In fact, I, I had to do a double take myself uh, when adding it all up because I, just, I thought, I'd, I, thought I'd, I had a typo. I thought I had done something wrong. Um, and I'm just excited to be a part of a church that loves to give, give their time, give their, their talents, give, give through generosity of giving. And so, hey, we're going to respond to the Lord during this time. There's three ways you can always give. You can give through text to give. You can give online. You can give right here in service. And so we want to give you that opportunity today. And so why don't you stand up with me if you would. We're going to respond to the Lord in giving. And we're going to sing just a song together as we conclude today. God, we, we love you and we thank you that we get a chance to come and worship you. God, I thank you today that, that you have placed generosity not just as a core value. It's not just something that we say, but God, it's something that we actually practice and it's who we are. God, I pray today, Lord, that as we give unto you, as we respond to who you are, Lord, I pray, Lord, that the money that we're able to give these churches to help the community of Kingwood, God, Lord, I pray that you would you would use it and you would multiply it, God, that you would, Lord, that it would go to, to help people, Lord, just pick up, Lord, the, from the things that they have lost, God. Lord, I pray that it would bring hope to those that are hopeless. I, I pray that it would bring peace that surpasses all understanding, God. I pray it would do things that we can't do on our own and, and maybe we can't go physically today. But God, we know that you've supplied us with this gift of generosity. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would bless these people and bless these churches, God. The churches that were displaced, God. I pray that you would bless them today, God. That you would provide for them and that you would provide for these pastors that have lost a lot of things, God. Lord, I pray you would be with them. And so, Lord, we love you. We thank you today. We celebrate mothers. God, we celebrate them today. I pray that they would be encouraged and loved. God, I pray that you would be with them. And Jesus, my Mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's worship. Thank you for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.